another day. All right, let's ride. This right episode number 55. Welcome if this is your first one. If you're old, I appreciate you coming back. Hopefully, you told a friend to tell a friend to keep on telling more friends to hear what your boy got to say. I am still blackout, like I said, number 55. First and foremost, happy Veterans Day. Shout out to all the veterans that sacrificed their time, being away from their family, risked their lives, and did everything possible to keep us safe. And appreciate y'all. Shout out to the military and the military family members and community out there. Now, I'm going to get into some things, hopefully real quick. Um, Veterans Day, I just spoke about voting, a little bit about music, a little bit about basketball, but mostly news and some foolish acts that are going on out in our um, our great nation and our world. But I'm going to start with the voting thing because that's the important one. Now, I know there are people out there who are huge conspiracy theorists and they're smarter than everybody else out there. I happen to be one of those people. Let me backtrack. I'm not going to say smarter than everybody, I'm just going to say highly opinionated. And if you're the type of person that likes to look at everything as far as news, like you like to look at the left wing, the right wing, anything in the middle, and anything that's like underground or like the counterculture type of news, good on you, get information from as many spots as possible. But with that being said, no matter how big a conspiracy theorist you are, please still vote. Vote in case you're wrong. Because the worst thing you can do is wrong and not be and not be doing anything about it. Straight up. If you're wrong and you wasted all this time looking at documentaries, fucking around on YouTube, reading Wikipedia pages, looking at websites and all that, you just wasted your time. On the day of the election, or in the day after, really, I saw a lot of people on Facebook or whatever saying like, oh, we don't vote, nothing's ever changed, none of that, it's that and the third. And I was just like, yeah, that's because niggas don't vote. That's why that happens. And just people in, in period don't vote. Like, I think it's a generational thing, certain areas, whatever. But that's because people don't fucking vote. That's why things never change. The people that are in charge or the powers that be, I think that's a better way to say it. The powers that be don't even reach out to the demographic as much until they want something. That's a fact. But there are people out there that genuinely want things to change, and it's hard for them to reach you. They only have so many opportunities and so much money to get the word out so that's my thing if it wasn't real why do people call asking for money for elections and shit that's the one thing and they may not be like on top in the grand scheme of things or whatever like the same thing except about freemasons these may be honest politicians on the ground level at the city state the local levels right they may not be able to see what's really really going on as some of y'all say but they still want to affect change in the community. And this is a midterm election. And this is the election where you do that, where you help create change in your neighborhood and your area. Now, I know you're not voting for mayor right now, but still, this is the time that you put people in power that will help out your state. So if you choose not to vote, I really, really hope that while you're talking all this shit and feeling like you're smarter than everybody, I really hope you're taking some time to improve your community somehow. 
If you're not going to change it via your vote legally, what are you doing to help make the community better? That's the, that's my question. That's what I challenge you to do. Vote or make it better. And research and decide who you want to vote for. Don't just throw a name out there and just go with it. Try to figure out what the candidate is about if you got the time. If not, then I'm not opposed to you reaching out to somebody you're close to who may share some of your same ideals and asking the question like, hey, what does this guy want to do? What party is in line with? What's his party got going on? Something. But don't just not do anything. Because then you, you just your words are useless. You have to, if you're not putting any action behind your words, you're wasting your time telling everybody you didn't vote. Like, tell me, yeah, I don't vote because I don't believe in that shit. I don't want to think it affects change. But I'm be volunteering at the soup kitchen. Or I'm doing the clothing drive. I'm helping kids get school supplies. I'm out there washing cars, fixing cars, giving haircuts for free. I'm a football coach, mentoring young athletes or whatever. Do that if you're not going to vote. Do something. I feel like even with me doing what I'm doing, I'm still putting information out there. Now, I can't guarantee people listen to it, but that's on them. All I could do... It's trying to be a voice that puts information out. And I'm targeting black people because I'm black and we are affected by decisions that are made by people that, for the most part, don't look like us. So we at least damn sure better make sure we vote in our best interest for somebody that's looking out for people that come from neighborhoods that we come from and areas that we come from. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm holding black people accountable. Vote. If you're not going to vote, then shut the fuck up and make the community better. I'm just being real. It sounds harsh, but... That's the reality of the situation. Either you helping or you're not. So in case you're wrong, fucking vote. Now, back to what I was saying about Happy Veterans Day. Like I said, big, big shout out to the veterans. We appreciate you. Everything you do, we're in awe of what you do. We respect y'all. We love y'all. We aspire to be like y'all once we get older because a lot of these veterans are hanging on, man. A lot of these cats are old. And I hope one day to be old. I used to make all types of jokes like, man, when I get to a certain age, I'm not sticking around to see how this world is going to be. I'm just going to get some crack and end it all. But the older I get, the more I realize that's bullshit. And uh, the more I see people moving around that are way beyond my years. And it gives me confidence and make me want to say, you know what? I'm going to do what I can to make sure I'm going to be around. And be around in a healthy way. So... One of the things that made me feel like that was my trip to the USS Midway out here in San Diego. So for the Veterans Day thing, they had it so that you can get on there and check out this big-ass aircraft carrier. So me and my family went on out there, walked around the ship. We were up on the flight deck in the hangar bay. My oldest got into like a couple of planes, took a few pictures and everything. It was cool. And then we went down to um, the Mestex on the aircraft carrier. And there was an older guy there telling us where to go. And we were about... We were about to leave, and right when I was about to ask where the exit was, I decided, you know what, let me ask this cat real quick, because my daughter wanted to see the birthing. And if anybody's listening to this and doesn't know what a birthing is, it's basically like a barracks, but just ownership. It's where the people live. It's like their little living quarters while they're underway and out to sea. And for some guys who don't have housing, when they first check into a ship, usually like a younger guy, somebody new, or younger female, excuse me, in the Navy, they just stay on the ship because they provide meals throughout the day. So if you ain't got nowhere to live, you just live on the ship. It sucks, but it's convenient if you don't have nowhere to stay and you're trying to get your shit together. But eventually, we got to go um, down to the berth and I got to show my daughter the conditions 
I had to sleep in to make her appreciate when I was gone, what I was doing, being away thousands of miles away, can't call, can't email. This is what I got to go back to. Not a nice bed, not even a couch, a little raggedy ass mattress that somebody before me slept on. And hopefully she paid attention when I showed her that and she got to kind of understand the difference between officer birthing and the enlisted birthing. But I hope it opened her eyes when, but she was really excited. She was running around the ship and everything. So if you ever get the chance to take your, um, your child on a museum type ship, I would say take them there. They make it a lot safer for um, kids and people to just run around in general. And it's usually on a bigger ship, like aircraft carrier or something where there's more space. They take a lot of shit out, at least I think. But that carrier was big as hell, bigger than anything I've ever been on. But uh, big ship, there's a great, great tour guide. He was a former fighter pilot. He was actually uh, in the movie Top Gun. But uh, he flew over 300 combat missions, landed on aircraft carriers on the way. He was telling me all type of stories. Really good dude, man. I hope to see him again. He was definitely encouraging my daughter to be a, a, a Navy flight officer in the next 15, 20 years. But one thing I want to say about um, the veterans is that they still got that good old military humor. There was a part when we were walking back up through the hangar bay, and he got what one of the other old timers, and they were talking about, um, well, he was telling him, like, hey, I told her um, I'm going to see her again, like, the next 15, 20 years when she comes back as a Navy pilot. And the other guy looked at him and said, are you even going to be alive by then? <laughs> and, like, it's fucked up. But as a, you know, with my background, I got it. It's, it's military humor. He was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I wishful thinking. And it just showed me that these guys have been away from the game for a long time, but they still got that same that same uh, humor to them. And it made me optimistic about the future as I go on throughout my life or whatever. But it was cool to see, to see him really just hear that. This is an older white dude. He had to be 60, 70-something. I'm going to say 70, 80 damn near years old. And this guy is telling my little black daughter how he thinks she, she should come back and be a Navy flight officer. That's crazy to me. You got to think about the time this man's grown up in, what he's seen, what he's experienced, the things he's heard, all types of things that could have shaped his opinion about people in general. And he's telling a little black girl to come back as a Navy fighter pilot. It gives me hope for the world. Well, hope for our country rather than seeing what we can do as far as progressing and moving forward with our um, relationship towards one another. It's not always going to be negative like the bullshit we see on the internet. People grow when we move forward. Um, quick note on sports, man. Jimmy Butler got traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. And I know this man, Jimmy G. Buckets, wanted to get out of Minnesota. And uh, they ended up giving up him and I want to say a center and Minnesota in return received Dario Saric and uh, Covington from, from Philadelphia now if you ask me of course Philadelphia made out in the trade they got an all-star he'll probably be an all-star over there in the east he's really going to help their team defensively as far as on the perimeter and that's another 20 points a game that's another threat that's somebody else for Ben Simmons to get the ball to they just have to fit. And I think it can work because you have a point guard in Ben Simmons who's, who likes to pass the ball. You got somebody in Embiid who can score on the block and step outside. So it's just going to open the floor up more for Ben Simmons in reality. Now, you still got J.J. Redick out there, and you still got um, Markel Fultz. We'll see where he ends up in the rotation. But Jimmy will probably play the three. I couldn't see them 
putting Reddick on the bench. I just wouldn't want to do it. But then again, I'm, I don't run the team. And hopefully this gets them over the hump, man. I'd like to see them do something with all these players they got. Like, you don't want to see a, a roster move and shift this much when they were close just for nothing to happen. But I'm really looking forward to what I believe is going to be feeling in Boston in the, uh, the conference finals because my Bulls ain't going to do shit. And I don't think Indiana is there yet. And Toronto, they may get there, but that team just seems a little bit, I don't know. There's something they're lacking. And they don't have the firepower, in my opinion, to keep up with a um, Philadelphia and especially Boston right now because Boston should go to the finals this year as much as I don't like that uh, that um, franchise or whatever. But um, I really do feel like Minnesota's going to do well for this. This will give Andrew Wiggins more touches now that Jimmy uh, Butler's gone. And it will spread the floor a little bit with Covington out there and having Sark. They both move the ball and they both can shoot. This should stabilize our offense. They got a lot of guys on that team, too, but it should all work out. They're all professionals. I feel like they can make it work. Other sport news, Dez Bryant was signed to the Saints, was supposed to sit out his game, his first game against the Bengals, and probably play again at Dallas. This man's been um, out of football for a little bit. Got back out there with the Saints and practice and then tore his damn Achilles, man. Just like that. And a few, ep a lot of episodes back, I, ain't, I won't even say a few, and that's why I was saying athletes are people too. <laughs> athletes are people too. There's something real this guy's going to have to deal with, and hopefully he can make a comeback. But it ain't going to happen this year. It's not going to happen for a long time. But I really hope if he doesn't stay on with the Saints, I really hope that he goes somewhere where he can be productive and have a, a decent role in the offense because I'm not the biggest Cowboy fan. I'm not even the biggest fan of his personality, but the guy was definitely talented. And you would hate to see that talent go to waste, in my opinion. I'm not the the biggest, um, I guess, know-it-all on Dallas Cowboys football, but I seen him putting them numbers. He had hit a bit of a slump the last couple of seasons, but I feel like he can still be productive on the team. He don't got to be the number one receiver to put up a little bit of numbers and be a threat on the field. So there's that. And um, if I didn't talk about it, I meant to talk about Derrick Rose putting up 50 points. So if you haven't seen the interview, if you don't know who Derrick Rose is, just Google Derrick Rose 50-point game. And there's a guy who came back from multiple knee injuries, an ankle injury. And the, the ironic thing about it is it was against a team that he got traded to that didn't want him. And I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but if I am, my bad, fuck it. But I didn't remember talking about it. So Derrick Rose put up 50 points against a team that he was traded to from Cleveland, the Utah Jazz who decided to waive him because they didn't want him. The next game he played, dropped 50 on the ass and had the game win a shot. Boom, there you go. Don't cut good players without giving them a fair shake. I'm just saying. Um, in other news, a bit of a retraction, but uh, Kanye West said he's stepping away from politics. I meant to talk to you about this last week or talk to myself and record it last week, but I forgot about it. I was trying to rushed through things and still didn't even get that accomplished. It still took me a little bit too long to knock the podcast out, but oh well. So Kanye West is stepping away from politics. He says he was being used for people's agenda that did not match his own. And I'm thinking in my brain, no shit, Sherlock, how did you not see that? I don't know if he was off his meds, he's back on his meds, or I don't know if he was on his meds, now he's off his meds, but something was definitely going on when he was around somebody that was influencing him or letting him do things without thinking about them clearly. And I even uh, saw that about the Brexit, not the Brexit, but the Blexit logo 
which is about the black community leaving the Democratic Party. This is something that Candace Owens is spearheading it. He's saying that he did not design it, that somebody else designed it, and they didn't want to use their name, so they just used his name, I'm assuming for promotion purposes, which is, is obvious that's going to that's gonna turn some heads. You put Kanye West on it, he's, he's hot right now for a lot of the wrong reasons, but his name is still hot right now, so it makes sense for, for me, him being a designer, for him to put their names on it. If people can get ghost-written lyrics, I'm pretty sure they're doing some ghost designing out there. Maybe. I don't know. Everybody got to get a shot somehow. But I just wanted to make sure I spoke on that and said something about it and didn't just leave it as uh, as truth when it was, in fact, false. And clarified by the good Mr. Kanye West, who I hope is on the road to recovery if there are issues other than what we've already known going on. In a bit of international news, a tiny, tiny bit, there were mummified cats that found inside a, a tomb in Egypt. That and uh, the rare, I think, scarab beetles, they did an excavation and found a bunch of mummified cats. I just thought it was weird. I figured I'd throw it in there. But whatever. Now I'm going to get to the bullshit. Not so much the bullshit, but the meat potatoes of what this podcast is going to be about today. So I'm going to talk to you about a few political things. A lot of stuff is going on in the news and uh, some of it has to do with media, but first, my man Jim Acosta from CNN had his credentials, his credentials, his credentials revoked from the White House by the president, or by the White House, whatever. And if we gonna be honest right here, we all know what it's about. This is a reporter, a journalist, I'll say, who continually asks the president tough questions. He continually challenges him and doesn't let him get away with just speaking a certain type of way and being dismissive. He challenges him on everything. And as a reporter, that's his job, is to try to get answers the best way possible. You see it on any news network, especially when, news network, especially when it's somebody on one of these political news shows that's from, from the opposite side. They're going to go at them hard. And I commend anybody, right, left, whatever, when you go on a, a news network that's opposing to your viewpoint or to your party or whatever, I commend you for going on there because you know they do their research and they're trying to tell your ass up when you get on there. So I commend you for that. But this guy happened to be the White House correspondent for... CNN, and he was challenging the president, and the young lady, I'm not even going to say that part, but the president basically didn't like it. They've had, they have history of this before. He continually does this, like I said, prior, but this gave them the out where this young lady, who was her job there, she's attempting to grab the microphone from him, and he just didn't let her do it. Now, there's a tape, and they say the tape is doctored or sped up to make it like you swatted her hand away. I've seen another tape that makes it not look that hap- that it happened that way. It makes it look like it was a much like more calm motion, like no, wait a minute. Now, I understand that this is supposed to be her job to take the microphone away from people that are speaking, but at some point, you have to um, respect people's space. If you go to take it from a once and he's like, no, you got to let that man get that off. The president should be a big boy, should be able to handle whatever questions he asks. You shouldn't attempt to grab it from that person. That's a security thing. For me personally, like, hey, call security, whatever, get them out of there that way. It shouldn't be on a regular person on the staff to take the mic forcefully from somebody if they're not wanting to give it up. That's just my opinion. But I think they use, well, I know they use that as a motive to say we're going to revoke his press credentials because he shouldn't put his hands, and I, you know, put that in quotes, put his hands on a, a White House staff member, but come on, man, you can't 
reach in somebody's face or in their space, I'll say, and not expect them to react, male or female. You reach in somebody's face, more than likely they're going to be prone to react. It's a, it's a reflex. So I'm not mad at him for doing that at all. Somebody gets in his face, it's what you're going to do. But he's a, he's a pretty good journalist from the things I've seen. and uh, It's a shame. It's a weak move, in my opinion. It's just showing that you can't handle somebody asking you tough questions, which we already know. But what am I to expect from certain individuals in certain positions? That's what I expect. I, I expect that from people who stand next to Rudy Giuliani or have them as his lawyer. And uh, he's getting divorced, and apparently he's been spending in the thousands, the hundreds of thousands on his mistress. And uh, the way his wife found out he was getting a divorce is that he basically put it out at a press conference she didn't even know. So he just spilled the beans that they were getting divorced without even discussing it with her. But, I mean, this is a guy who previously married his second cousin. So what <laughs> what can we really expect from somebody like Rula Giuliani who basically sold his soul? I've said it before. This man was beloved in the country, especially after 9-11. Beloved, even in New York City for the things he was doing. And then to stop the frisk and all that shit kind of hurt his reputation, which it should. And then he attached himself like a leech, basically, to the current president. And he just, I don't know. I, res I had respect for him before. The more I learned about him, the less I had. But to see him just outright kind of sell his soul for this guy, kind of, not kind of, very much made me look at him in a light that's unfavorable. I look at him like shit, to be, to be blunt. And he uh, continues to reinforce it. But it is what it is, man. I got to expect that type of activity from those type of people, man. It'd be like that. Now, in other national news, um, out here in Southern California, man, the shooting in Thousand Oaks by a uh, former Marine Corps Corporal, I think it's a Corporal or Lance Corporal, Ian David Long. My man, and I don't know what his motive was yet behind his shooting. But I'm pretty sure everybody's heard by now, especially if you're listening to this, that he basically walked in there and killed 12 people and wounded either 12 or 13. From what I got from listening to the news, apparently he frequented this bar and he walked in one day with a handgun, not even like an assault rifle or whatever, and started lighting people up for whatever reason. And it's troubling, man, because you get into this conversation again about, okay, you know, Veterans Day, it makes it even worse. But you get into these conversations about gun control, and I was having a discussion with one of the homies on there, and we were talking about gun control. We were talking, we were on Facebook, and we were talking about it, and not even really debating, but about the them lifting somebody having mental health issues, about them stopping that law and making it okay for them to purchase firearms. Now, to me, that's, that's just like a common sense thing. Like, why would you want to... Why would you want to fuck with that? That's in place for a reason. Because I'm all about military. I'm all about former police officers and all that. I'm all about people who are responsible on their guns. You want to own a gun and do it responsibly. Cool. I don't understand the need for some of these type of guns. I really don't. But I'm not going to get into that right, right now. But when you've had mental health issues, I don't want you to have a gun, man. I'm sorry. I really don't want you to have a gun. I don't know what you got going on in your life. I don't know if you're like a, a war veteran and you, you freak out because you're on meds or you're off meds. I don't want you to be in that situation because of suicide rates and shit like this. 
Now, apparently, this young man had the police called on him before. Go figure. They also said, um, and this is via TMZ, that he had no report of PTSD prior to this. And they basically said that Long posted on social media. And he wrote, I hope people call me insane. Wouldn't that just be a big ball of irony? Yeah, I'm insane. But the only thing you people will do after these shootings is hopes and prayers or keep you in my thoughts every time and wonder why these keep happening. So according to TMZ, these are statements that this young man made on social media. I don't know how to take it. Is he insane? Is he not? Is he, I hate to say trolling, was he just talking shit? Is he martyring himself? Is he doing this for a purpose? I don't know what was behind this. There doesn't really seem to be any motive that I've been made aware of yet. It's that he just did this. That's it. And I'm not, I'm not sure what PTSD has to do with going into a bar you normally frequent and shooting people because that would, to me, seem like a place that's familiar to you where you would feel safe if you're there frequently. To me, to be able to go in there with a handgun and just shoot people, I, that doesn't sound, it, it sounds fucked up. It doesn't sound crazy. That's just my opinion. It doesn't sound crazy. It sounds like really fucked up. That you made a decision, you know what, I'm going to go in there with a trench coat on and shoot a bunch of fucking people. I don't know what the what the goal was. It's just pointless shit. And if I'm naive and it was PTSD related, like this is exactly the shit I'm talking about. This is why I don't want people with mental issues having guns, but I'm not so sure about this. This seems like something that was calculated and planned from the get-go, and he went in there and got and you know got that action and, and shot the people unfortunately. And then come to find out one of the guys that got killed was somebody involved in a Vegas shooting. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure it out, man. When we gonna start saying it. Who's the most dangerous people in this country? Fucked up people. I'm not gonna put a label. I'm just gonna say fucked up people. People who do ignorant shit like this, shoot where there's random people around. Because I'm not I'm not I'm not so squeaky clean that I won't say that I don't understand that when somebody goes and does something violent to somebody. For certain issues, I understand somebody going and being violent. Like, and if it's in retaliation from some shit, like, I, I get it. I understand. I'm not saying I'm above that. I'm just doing things to put myself to never be in that position. But other people don't think like that. And here we still have issues like this going on. Sad state of affairs, man. This man is now dead. These families have really no answers because what was the reason behind this? They just lost people for whatever. Sad situation. Happy birthday, Marine Corps, by the way, in light of this tragic situation. Um, One more thing real quick. The wildfires in California, man. One time for the 805. I spent some time up there. A few years ago, so everybody in Ventura County, man, um, I wish you the best, best of luck. If you got family up there, if anybody up there listens, you know, shout me out. But I spent a lot of time in Port Wainimi, Ventura, and Oxnard. That place has a special spot in my heart. I very much enjoyed my time up there and would not be opposed to going back. Things just got to shake out a certain way. 
But it's a damn shame to hear that shit happening, man. People losing their homes. There's like 23 people that have died because of this shit. And I'm just going to say and counting because we don't know at this time if there's been anything else like deaths that related are related to smoke inhalation later or whatever. But it's a sad situation, man. Really goddamn sad. It's like my second home in California. Anytime I get bad news about things going on here, it just pisses me off. Just like it does in Florida, man. Like this, the, the wild things that happen in Florida, just to hear people talk about your state that way, it, it's, it makes me angry a lot because it's fucking embarrassing to have to sit there and hear people talk about your state like, oh, here goes Florida again with the elections. Yeah, fucking fix it. But what's not going to fix it is people from higher offices talking shit about it. That's what's not going to fix it. Florida's been fucked up for a while because of Republicans. Ask people about healthcare down there. I'm just saying. And you know, one thing I want to talk about real quick is the importance of Andrew Gillum. And we've already had the Barack Obamas. We are we have the Michael Eric Dysons that come on TV. But it's important, I think, for young black men to see this. A black man in Florida running for governor. Like, for me, I know there are black professionals out there. But to see a black man go out there and be articulate on a national stage, for me, that's a big fucking deal. There's a lot of young black men that can identify with him and look at this and aspire to be that one day. Because he may not be elected governor of Florida, but that doesn't mean that somebody watching him now won't do it 20 years from now. And this man is on a national stage and shit, quite frankly, in my opinion, making us look good. Reminding people that, hey, we get to the business Black people are educated. We do go on to do great things in our community. And we do aspire to be politicians, so I hope there's more like them. And I don't give a damn what side of the aisle you sit on as long as you get up there, you handle your business, and you treat people fucking fairly. And you don't talk to people like you're a fucking asshole. Because that shit's getting old. And we talk about the rhetoric, especially of that with the fucking current president, who I'm going to talk about in a minute. But the shit is true. The shit is true. I'm sitting there having a conversation with my wife, and she's like, I don't understand how people can support him and not even his policies, but the way he acts. It's his, it's his actions for me that I can't fucking stand. The policies are going to be conservative policies. I understand that. But it's the, the actions and the way you treat people, the way you speak about things, and the lack of the lack of social awareness for somebody that's on social media that much. So I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way. And, um... I got a couple of these I'm going to give out. But first, I'm going to go ahead and say, Donald Trump, go get my motherfucking belt. For you even thinking in your brain at any point, it was the right thing to do to speak about the California wildfires in the way you did. Why would you talk about the mismanagement of the California Forest Department or whatever, whatever you want to call it? Let's just say the people who manage the fires. For you to speak on the mismanagement as a fucking president versus speaking on the loss of life and the loss of people's homes, the first thing you fucking go to is that. That's the first thing out your goddamn mouth. Off off your little dirty ass fingers is that. You couldn't think of nothing else to say. Somebody needs to teach this guy the difference between meeting conversations and fucking Twitter conversations. Because that's something you say in a meeting amongst your peers, amongst the people that you can help influence to get policies passed in the state. Not something you need to say out on Twitter for the fucking world to see. If you feel that way, okay, cool. Reach down or have somebody in your staff reach down, go through the proper channels, and, and say something to somebody there. I don't give a fuck if it's a phone call. 
why take time out your day to basically insult the way people out here are working? And newsflash, it's the weather, bro. That's the reason why there's wildfires. It's dry in California. And now you've got all types of firefighters and people who work in the forest management in California coming out talking shit about you because you're an asshole. You can't, be, you can't fucking control yourself. But I'm going to move on. The next person, Future, go get my motherfucking belt. I don't know how old this is. I don't know how new it is. But Future talking about him being top five rapper of all time. I don't care if it's this week, last week, last month, the last two years, whatever. That is not the case. That is not the case at all. Never will Future be considered a top five rapper by anybody with any sense or that cares about this music. May he have grinded this music? Yes, maybe, okay. But you cannot put him nowhere near the top five on any list. You can call him a pop act, a halfway R&B singer, but he is never going to be top five on any decent rap list. That's for fucking sure. He put out a project this year that nobody gave a fuck about. But you a top five rapper. <laughs> Man, he must have needed some attention or something because that was dumb of him to say. All right. I'm going to end this on a positive note because I've obviously been angered by the things that are going on right now in the subject matter of this podcast. Big shout out to the veterans. Shout out to my father, my uncles, my Navy uncles that I didn't know weren't really my uncles until I got older. Everybody who, who served, everybody I served with, I love y'all, man. Y'all do good out here. And keep on trucking and showing us youngins how to do it once you get out. And shout out to everybody that's successful once they leave the military because that's a big thing where people people get hit up about leaving and about making sure they stay in or people just not having confidence in them. And what people need to realize that you only know the Navy or the military side of that person. They're a complete individual. So we got to start looking at people as a whole person and not just the person that works where you work at. These folks can leave and go on to do bigger, better, and greater things and things that suit their personality more. So shout out to everybody who made it once they left and just happy, living their best life or whatever. And for those who haven't made it yet, who have you know, fallen down, reach out to somebody, get some help, know your resources, do your Googles, find out what you got to do, and get to it. If you made it this far, you can keep on going. Sky's a goddamn limit. I love y'all, man. Y'all be strong out there. Everybody else, man, you know what I'm going to tell you? Make your next day your best day. Be better tomorrow than you were today. Live your best life, man. Make the world a better place somehow. If it's just leaving the room when you fart, do that. Leave the room when you fart. Putting the toilet seat down or putting the toilet seat up, whatever. Take out the trash, walk a dog, pick up the poop. Do something to improve your community, man. Make it a better place. Hopefully, I'm doing that for somebody out there in the world. And if you need help, get fucking help. If you got any rebuttals, if you want to hit me up, man, no playing this ride at gmail.com. No playing this ride on Twitter. No play 247, capital N, lowercase o, capital P, L A Y. No playing this ride. Facebook page. I'm still in the works for getting the group together. I've been lazy. I've been fucking off, but the group is going to come together, man. Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, tune in. Damn near everywhere. Maybe Spotify at some point. Maybe. 
But y'all hit me up. Let me know how I'm doing, man. And just if you just want to holler at me, hit me up for anything. If you're going through some shit, hit me up. Don't be out there alone. Love y'all. Peace.